Well, autumn is nearly upon us and BBC Gardener's World Autumn Fair returns to Audley End House and Gardens near Saffron Walden in Essex from Friday the 1st to Sunday the 3rd of September. And I know thousands of people will be looking forward to it. I wonder how many among them have thought about the escape to the country, about giving up urban living and changing their lifestyle and moving to somewhere rural. Well, joining me is Aid Sellers, gardener, presenter, writer, content producer, and after working in London as a TV producer for many years, he decamped to rural Suffolk to build a kitchen garden of his dreams and launch his gardening business. Aid, great to catch up with you. First of all, um, when was the moment when the penny dropped for you and you thought, actually, London's great, but not for me? Oh, gosh. Um Honestly, it sounds, I, I, I'm not trying to sound all kind of TV show busy, but I was actually on a, a film shoot and I was directing someone quite highbrow and uh, I thought I'd come to the end of my creative journey there. Simply, um, you know, it, I've done everything I could within that industry. I had a fab time and all the while, while on the sly... <laughs> I've been gardening. I've been gardening for years. I've been gardening for myself. When I wasn't working, I had a few gardening clients. I even went back to school and got myself my RHS qualifications. And then 2016, my wife, who'd been working in film, um, we naively went to what's called the Garden Media Guild Awards Ceremony. And um, we had a blog called Agents of Field and we very sort of wide-eyed and very naive, we put it in and um, it won Blog of the Year, uh, 2016. And I think that was the moment we both thought we could we, we could start something new here. We, we could go forward, we could have a whole new life. We knew it would be easy, but it just seemed like a natural full stop and a natural start of a new chapter. So mm. um, 2016 onwards was when we started making plans, I think. And then by 2018, we made the move and... A lot of people said, oh, you knew about the pandemic before it happened, but um, <laughs> we really didn't. It was a plan that was several years in the making. So you pack up your goods and chattels, you trek off down to uh, lovely Suffolk, and I can't imagine that everything, uh, sorry for the pun, in the garden was rosy from day one. Do you know what? There wasn't one rose in this garden. <laughs> there wasn't one flower, one flower bed. All it had was very uh, several very dead uh conifers very very and it, it was a for me it was just brilliant because it was a blank canvas because um we had been looking at gardens and plots of land that had an acre two acres and we both thought that's not us you know that isn't what we want to project you know we want to this what we've bought and what we've got is a piece of land that's not even bought of an acre but you know garden a garden is a luxury you know most people have limited space some people have no space at all so in my gardening and what i wanted to do i wanted to show people however big your space is you can do something brilliant you can do something wonderful and this garden just spoke to me and i thought do you know what i can put my stamp on here mm. so what's it like now paint a picture for me oh my gosh right okay oh this is when my wife goes rolls her eyes and looks away and goes here he goes <laughs> <laughs> So, like I said, it's four years in the making. Um, we, we bought this old derelict Victorian schoolhouse. And the first thing we did, well, I say we, I, I didn't even look at the house. I went straight to the garden and spent the first three months building my kitchen garden. Um, so it's set at the bottom of the garden. It's probably about 17 by 22 metres. Um, raised beds, mixture of wooden sleepers and metal. And everything in it is peat-free. There's no, you know, everything is 
I wanted to start as I mean to go on. It's a no dig area. Um, we have an area uh, we, we lovingly call Bug Metropolis. And in this area, we've got a large bug hotel, bird boxes, place for the bees, and lots of plants for pollinators. And it's all part, you know, the idea is if we give our bugs free bed and board, then hopefully in return, the pollinate my plants and keep pest numbers down. So that's basically the kitchen garden with a shed and a, a greenhouse. And then moving back, we've got flower beds on either side of the garden. We've got established cherry tree, apple and pear, which were in a terrible state when we moved in. So there was lots of heavy pruning to get them right. But since then, he says, touching wood, they've been producing lots of fruit. And then moving right back, uh, only last year, after a lot of renovation, what was the, what we called the dumping ground. We, so we had plasterboard or old toilets, all sorts. I finally cleared that away and I've turned that into a wildlife area. And within that, we've got a wildlife pond. Mm. But I won't lie, it's still ongoing. There's still projects to happen. But um, at the moment, it is my garden of, e- uh, my garden of Eden. Mm. Is, is self-sufficiency the, the end game? No, I mean, like, you know, when I do my garden talks, um, <clears throat> You know, we still have to go to the shops. You know, we still have to buy things. It, you know, it's it's never, we don't solely re- rely on the kitchen garden. But what we do is we can garden all year round. We, we will always have something growing within the kitchen garden that we can eat, what we can store, you know, what we, you know, we can do things with it. So especially in this current climate, it we have noticed now that the garden's up and running and has been going for a couple of years, it is bringing book bills down. Um, it's never going to bring it down to ground zero. That We never thought that. Mm. But, um, we wanted to make a difference to our life. We wanted to eat better. We wanted, you know, well-being. We wanted sustainability. And I know these are all very trendy words at the moment, but 20 years of living in London, which I absolutely loved, I knew towards the end, you know, the, the journey, the, the amount of people, the pressure of work, it wasn't making me well. And mm. so we, this was one of the reasons we wanted We thought, you only get one shot of life. Let's go for it. Let's see where this journey takes us. You do indeed. Friday the 1st to Sunday the 3rd of September are the dates for your diary. The location is the stunning Audley End House and Gardens near Saffron Walden in Essex. Lots of information on the website, bbcgardenersworldfair.com, including, importantly, how you can obtain tickets. Uh, now, Aid, uh, Audley End is an incredible setting. What are you looking forward to most? Do you know what? I've never been there before. And a lot of my gardener friends have told me, you love ki- you love kitchen gardens, you love growing organic. All the end is your, you know, it's your cloud nine, it's your haven, because they have a walled kitchen garden there. Mm. And as a, an organic grower, I know they've got the similar principles. So I'm going to be very excited to go and see that and probably be very inspired. And that's, you know, it's like you said, you know, the, the garden shows on that weekend of the 1st of September. So, it's also harvest season, so I'm hoping there's going to be a lot of fruit, a lot of veg um, that I can basically take my notebook, write notes down, and try out next year in my own kitchen garden. So um, <laughs> that's one thing I'm not I'm trying to steal the people's ideas, but you know. <laughs> uh, no, there's every day's a learning day in gardening, that's it, aid, that's isn't it? it? Now you're yeah. in good company at the show uh, from the, the television program, of course. Francis Tophill, Arit Anderson, the brilliant Adam Frost is going to be there. You're going to be on the Let's Grow area. Uh, talking about leaving London to live the good life. Um, living the good life is is one thing, but there are some standard things that we have to do every year uh, in the autumn. What are the things that you're focusing on at the moment? At the moment, well, 
it's kind of, like I said, my gardens are two halves. So I've got kitchen garden and then I've got what, you know, the floral garden. So at the moment, in the kitchen garden, we are going into harvest season. So well, there's lots of things to be harvested. We don't eat everything straight away. So a lot of things get stored, get blanched, get frozen because we want the stuff to be enjoyed and to last. And so in the depths of winter, you know, you can go to your freezer, you can take out something you prepared out now and get, still get a taste of summer. So there's a lot of that going on. But also with autumn coming, I'm sort of prepping the beds and I'll be putting in my onion sets, my autumn onion sets. I'll be putting in my garlic or, you know, looking ahead to next summer. And in the floral garden, you know, I, I let a lot of things go to the seed. But what I also do, and I always say this to my clients, is you can get so much from your garden, from your garden without spending money. So once, for example, your perennials, once they've flowered, dig them up, divide them, replant them where you want to see them flower next year. You know, you know, flower plants to buy can be expensive. And if you've got it in your garden, use it, enjoy it. Um, seed heads, you know, that's something else. Collect seed heads, put them in a, a brown paper bag, label them. And then when you're ready to sow, you've got yourself a whole batch of plants just itching to get going. So there's a lot of, you know, as, gar as a gardener, as many gardeners will tell you, we live in the season, but we're always looking one step ahead. So a lot of gardeners already getting from their bulbs for the next spring, the spring bulbs like alliums, crocuses, you know, snowdrops. And that's the beauty of gardening. You know, we have to be patient. We have to, you know, keep our eye on what's going on the next season. But that's the joy because all that sort of promise. Mm. Is what I'm Absolutely. Yeah. Now, not everybody, Aid, will have uh, a garden the size of yours uh, or perhaps anywhere near the size of yours. Some people might be gardening on a terrace or a patio um, and wondering about what they can do with containers and raised beds. What advice would you give to them? Well, I would say, if, you know, if you've got a limited growing space, and most people do, because like I said, you know, to have a garden, I think it's a luxury. You know, most people have limited space or no space at all. So if you're trying to grow a few veg, I would say, you know, maybe go with short-term veggies, you know, things like beetroot, lettuce, spring onion. Um, when you're growing things like carrots or leeks, they're long-term and they can sit in a growing spe space for the entire season. But with short-term veggies, they'll quickly grow. You can quickly harvest them you've got your space back so then you can grow something else and then by the end of the season you may have grown six seven different types of uh, vegetables and of course if space is limited and you can't grow out grow up and what i mean by that you know use trellises canes arches structures you know they have a very small footprint but because you're growing vertically you can grow some from fantastic veg you know things mm. like beans squashes yeah you know, I've even seen a grapevine being suspended over like a sunny balcony area on a seventh floor flat. You know, it's mm. fantastic. And also, you know, these structures and growing veg, they can look beautiful. Mm. And something else that I, I always believe, you know, a bit of anarchy is always good. <laughs> you know, so don't be afraid to, to mix things up. You can grow onions in pots, potatoes in large bags, you know, strawberries in hanging baskets and old guttering. And of course, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Do not be afraid to make mistakes because Absolutely. that's how we learn. And often through mistakes, you know, things you thought you couldn't grow often surprise you and do. Yeah. So embrace the mistakes 
and celebrate the triumphs. That's what I say. Anarchy in the Garden sounds yeah, like a great yeah, title yeah. for a book or a podcast. That's it. That's it. I'm still <laughs> holding on to my Rick Mail, the young ones days. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't imagine um, uh, that character, Vivian, isn't it, in the young ones uh, and uh, doing any gardening, but, uh, but well, there that, we go. Yeah, well, you know, not to sound too much of a, of a, uh, a young one geek, there was an episode that they did, they were gardening, but obviously it was pure violence anarchy and chaos and yeah it was a lot of time <laughs> neil had that phrase we're going to stick with this neil had that phrase where we plant the seed nature grows the seed and we eat the seed you remember, you see, uh, right see. We, 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 we've agreed we're both uh, young ones uh, geeks yeah i think i think we're gentlemen of a certain age <laughs> <laughs> now um audley ends uh, great setting they've got the organic garden uh, we've got the, the beautiful gardens um around uh, the hundred acres that are there in terms of um plants flowers and all the bits that go with it you got any favorites uh for uh for automate well i mean going to all the end and being part of this you know, this weekend of you know, that's growth stage is very exciting but also it's kind of associated with the show garden um i think it's called an edible garden through time and mm. i think that's been designed by uh chamberlain jam sturges and kelly flower fat fowler i'm sorry so i know when i go there again i'll be making sort of copious notes on what they're doing what they've grown and then I'll probably nip off to the nearby plant stores and see if I can get the same plants and bring back to my own kitchen garden. But mm. um, we have, I might have said we have an area in our, our garden we could lovingly call Bug Metropolis. And like I said, we've got bug hotel, bird boxes, and I've got a lot of you know pollinating plants. But I need more, and mm. what I want to get. So I'm keeping an eye out for lots of plants for pollinators because with the, also with the new wildlife pond, you know. This is its first year it's been up and running, and we've seen dragonflies, newts. We've got a frog in there. My wife's named him Pedro. I don't know why, but his name's Pedro. <laughs> so when I be going, when I'm going around to all the different stores, and I'll be keeping a, uh, a lookout for wildlife plants, basically, because I just want to get as many as possible to get into my garden. Mm. Um, lots of inspiration at the show. Beautiful borders, the showcase gardens. I think there's 10 beautiful borders and four gardens and three uh, APL skills competition gardens this year. Lots of people there showing what you can do. Uh, all of the stages uh, that you can go to, to to get inspiration. And also, you've already mentioned it, of course, the nurseries who bring uh, their uh, wares to the show. Anything particularly might be or that you've thought about that you might be doing a trawl of the, the nursery stands to try and find well i, I know i touched upon you know that the wildlife plants but um other thing I, i've got a, a we had a, a drive that i've converted back into a, a very sort of cottage garden and a garden so it's got gone the drive and back as this cottage garden so i'm very keen to keep a lookout for different sort of cottage garden plants you know I love a lupin. I love a delphinium. All you know, all those classics. Hollyhocks. I mean, if you drive around Suffolk this time of year, there are hollyhocks everywhere. You know, that's one of my first memories I have coming to Suffolk many years ago. Is just the amount of hollyhocks. So, I know size isn't everything, but when I come around to these stalls, I will be looking for some big hollyhocks, basically. <laughs> if you're a hollyhock seller, watch out for Ed. Yeah. Friday the 1st to Sunday the 3rd of September is the date for your diary. The location, the stunning Audley End House and Gardens near Saffron Walden in Essex. Lots of information on who you can see there and, of course, how you can get hold of tickets on the website, bbcgardenersworldfair.com. Uh, Aid, it's been an absolute 
absolute pleasure to catch Thank up you. with you. Um, just, just finally, I, I suspect that your experience is going to uh, be an inspiration to some people who come to the show and might actually be the tipping point for them in thinking about doing what you and your wife have done. What advice would you give them? What critical bit of advice would you give them if they're thinking about doing it? I, I'll be honest, th th there will be days where things don't work things will break, things will fall apart and you will get stressed and annoyed and all the rest of it, but don't fear because there have been others, many others who have stepped into that same abyss and not only have survived, but thrived. So you're not alone. We're in it together, you know? And, and I just say, you know, that it, it's not perfect. It is hard work, but the pleasure and the joy you get from it, honestly, it's, it's fantastic. So I just hope just maybe nudge them in the right direction, maybe give them a few laughs and maybe a few pointers to watch out for. But as someone who's been doing it now for nearly five years, I have absolutely no regrets. Great. And if anyone's, think, anyone's thinking about it, I just say go for it. Absolutely go for it. Great advice. Eight Sellers, many thanks. Thank you very much. Thank you.